ladies and gentlemen, this is the Nothing Important Podcast. We have the hardest working man on Kickstarter with us right now, Greg Johnson, co-creator of Toe Jam and Earl. Greg, how are you doing today? Uh, hey there. I'm doing good. I'm good. Good. Uh, we're, we're, thank you for that intro, yeah. No. <laughs> well, we're, Not we're, too far off, I think. We're, we're glad to have you, and we're honored to have you on the show. So I'll, I'll try not to ask you questions that you've been asked uh, a million times, but I figured at this point you're doing so many interviews and podcasts. And uh, you know, like uh, Matt, who I introduced you to earlier, was telling me he, he actually saw an article about you in the Wall Street Journal. So you're, you're just all over the place trying to promote Toe Jam and Earl back in the group's Kickstarter. Well, Wall Street Journal, huh? I did not know about that. That's cool. Uh, um, yeah, and you're right. I have been doing a lot of interviews and podcasts and uh, getting a lot of questions tossed at me. But it's been great. You know, it forces me to uh, think about things in new ways. Sometimes at a higher level, I usually have my head down in the details. And uh, so it's good. Yeah, see if you can uh, throw me a stumper or two. <laughs> I want some hard <laughs> questions. Well, uh, real quick, uh, we, we could touch on why exactly for those, uh, for those listening that might not know, why exactly did you choose to go the Kickstarter route this time, as opposed to finding a publisher or investors through other means? Oh, um, you know, it, it, a couple of reasons actually that it kind of comes from both sides. One is, um, I have tried to go to publishers with this in the past. And haven't had much luck over the years as the fans have been asking for a new Toe Jam and Earl game. Uh, when I, you know, get that space in between other projects, I've often put together pitches and, uh, hit the road and gone to various publishers. And, um, there was a general perception that I ran into out there that Toe Jam and Earl was just an old property and, uh, kind of itchy and not enough general, um, interest out there. Which of course I uh, I did my best to jump up and down and wave my arms and represent all the Toe Jam and Earl fans and say no, there's plenty of people out there that would love it. Um, that in conjunction with the fact that um, you know Kickstarter has grown so much in the last couple of years and all my uh, friends uh, in the game developer community have been you know everybody talks about it and thinks about doing Kickstarters and and then all of the I've gotten kind of a flood of requests from fans saying, why aren't you doing Kickstarter? And then there's been a state of uh, um, press, you know, like in the game media recently, too, uh, suggesting that and asking for uh, crowdsource-funded uh, projects. So all of that in conjunction sort of pushed me into feeling like, okay, maybe it's time to give it a shot and, um, and see if it can work. And it would sure feel good, too, to get vindicated if we can uh, get over the bar and get funded to uh, be able to kind of, <laughs> you know, wait on my nose a little bit at those publishers that said uh, no way. Uh, um, so we'll see, hopefully. Right. They, well, Kickstarter has been kind of a boon for independent developers. Like, for example, there's been, you know, great success with uh, Shovel Knight. It was a huge uh, Kickstarter campaign, and uh, like I said, we're going to do the best we can to bring in some money. Uh, this morning, as we sit here, we're recording this on Sunday. I think it's March 8th. Is it March 8th? March 8th. Yes, it is. Yeah. March, okay. so, All day. <laughs> so, uh, you know, looking at, it, uh, looking at it a couple minutes ago, we're at $230,000 with 19 days left to go, and we're trying to trying to push it over $400,000 so you can you can focus and put your heart into this game. Yeah, great. I know. I think uh, I think we're in pretty good shape, you know. But um, uh, we'll see. It, it started off with a real bang in the beginning, and mm -hmm. it looks like, oh, this is no sweat. We'll get over it if easy. And uh, you know, as, it, as many Kickstarter projects do, things have kind of slowed a bit. And so now I'm we're starting to wonder if we'll we'll get there. But I still, you know, still keeping the pace. A lot of the fans that are um, <laughs> on Kickstarter, it's been so like heartwarming they're kind of mobilized and they're like the troops rallying and uh <laughs> doing shout outs to each other like come on people what are you doing to help and i see that and it's really uh it's just so encouraging and nice to see how devoted some of these people are and so um yeah. absolutely i was looking at a uh, neogaf i'm sure you're familiar with neogaf 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, they have the whole uh, toe jam and Earl uh, thread going, trying to trying to rally the troops, and you know, uh, you you kind of touched on this a little bit, but when when you see that kind of passion for something that that you created like twenty some years ago now, but uh, like, how does that make you feel? Like it, I, that has to be a wonderful feeling to uh, to see that so many people genuinely care about your product. Yeah, you know, it's um, that's quite an understatement. It's been a real eye-opener and uh, unexpected. I mean, I, I, I knew there was still a population out there that uh, likes Toe Jam and Earl, because I've been getting emails, um, or I should say Mark Borsanger and I have been getting emails over the years and requests. But um, I had no idea sort of uh, the the level of <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl love that was out there and the and the um the kinds of stories that I've been hearing from people just over the last few weeks about uh how Toe Jam and Earl played a part in their childhood and what it meant to them in terms of their relationships and their families and their friends and um just these really, really sweet, um compelling stories. Uh and I'm sure, you know, there's it, I'm sure there's stories like that tied to a lot of uh, products and, and for that matter, books and movies. And uh, it's not specific to Toe Jam and Earl, but there was something about the fact that Toe Jam and Earl was a cooperative, uh, lighthearted musical game that maybe um, was a slow enough pace game that people could relate to each other while they were playing it. And, right. Um, yeah, there's definitely you know, a certain a culture that appreciates that. Yeah, the fact maybe that it was open world and gave you a lot of freedom so that you could be playful while you were playing the game and not just be um, trying to uh, satisfy the goals really quickly, that kind of thing. Whatever it was, there was a bunch of... um, It's it's resulted in a lot of people having very very strong memories and associations with... uh, with how it brought them together with other people. And that's the thing that's just kind of bowled me over, you know? <laughs> like, right, abs- you just um, don't expect that when you, you're building a game. You brought up your fellow co-creator, Mark Boringer, and I know he's moved on to other products in recent years. Have you heard anything from him about this Kickstarter campaign? Or from oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He's, um, he's very aware of this, and you know, I'm, I'm keeping him posted, and he's... Uh, He's checking in, and he's just um, he's just busy. You know, he's got his own career where he's uh, working with a lot of different clients and companies, and they all have their demands. So he um, and he and I live a little bit uh, farther apart now than we used to. We're kind of across the bay, so gotcha. I don't see him uh, as often as I used to. But but yeah, he's he's uh, he's kind of cheerleading from the sides and. Well, good. The um, you show the prototype of the game as part of the the Kickstarter pitch um, videos, and it, it's obviously apparent that this is going to be pretty much, for all intents and purposes, like a true sequel to the first game. So, I just have some questions uh, based around that, and I hope you haven't heard them too many times before. But uh, the first Toe Dam and Earl game, I feel, was largely a defensive game, right? Because the the only real weapon were, was the tomatoes. You, you could get the tomatoes. Everything else was an item that was used to be reactionary, whether it was the decoys or the damn rose bushes that would poke you in the ass if you weren't moving <laughs> <laughs> when you use them. Um, so coming up for back in the groove, is there going to be more of a focus on the defensive nature of it? Or are you going to try to incorporate the... The, the funk notes from Toe Jam and Earl 3 or maybe even the jars from Planet on Funkatron? Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. I'm kind of curious to know too, uh, how you feel about that because um, that's one of the things I've been polling the fans on uh, and one of the things I was considering early on. As you probably know, we sort of turned the dial pretty far in the other direction for Toe Jam mm-hmm. and Earl 3. Yeah. And... Um, uh, before I answer your question, I'm curious to know what you think about what you would want. Well, we we could go around the room really quickly. Personally, one of the things I love about the first game is that it is very defensive in nature. It's more reactionary, and it's mo- you know like the fun of it is escaping the Earthlings as opposed to confronting them 
uh, head on. So as, as far as my vote personally, um, I, I would really, I, I love the fact that there was just like the tomatoes and the rest of it was either counteracting the actions of the earthlings or trying to escape the earthlings. So we can go around the room. So we'll start with Matt. Matt, how would you answer that? I, I would go with you on that, Brian. I, I, I really think it's uh, the first game was, was my favorite by far. And uh, I think the defensive way is to go about it. Cause you know, think about aliens, if they were to come down, they would maybe want to interact, want to stay away from the humans. So I, I think, that goes well. Yep. I, I would go with the defensive breath. Yep. Dave? I, I third that motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, Dave's a man of many words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I call myself the co-host. I just kind of let Flood do everything, and I, I make it sound good. But, yeah, I like the defensive part. I'm not much into offensive shoot 'em up type games. Uh, Jeff? Um, my big thing about the game that we were talking about earlier was just it's – the kind of passiveness of the game, you know, you had the goals you had to meet, but you kind of do whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know, and you didn't have to get involved with certain things if you didn't want to. Um, and that's, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you know, family bonding and stuff. That's how we really got to know one of our uncles when we were real young and he had a Sega Genesis and we'd just sit around for hours uh, playing Toe Jam and Earl just because it was something to do, you know, and, but the, the fact that, you had to pay attention, but you didn't have to pay attention was really the, the kind of the heart of the game. You know, you could you could pay attention to whatever you wanted to, but still complete the goals and still have fun with whomever you're with. Right. So I, I think uh, I think it's unanimous as far as nothing important goes that, <laughs> that you know, we're, we're big fans of, of the defensive nature. And I think that was one of the great charms especially when toe damon earl came out and like sega was trying to be edgy with like sonic the hedgehog and such and trying to compete with with nintendo like i feel that the defensive nature of it is something that really separates toe damon earl from all the other all the other games it's it's, in many ways it's like a stealth game like and you're you're trying to escape where where every other game uh, you bum rush them and try to hit like you know like it's also another thing that you can you just take at your own pace right you know whether it's random or you know uh, whether it's a random type thing or you know the f- levels are fixed, mm. it doesn't matter because you can kind of just do whatever you want when you want to. Right, because it's more avoiding instead of uh, taking them out. So, yeah. I, so that that's, that's yeah, where I yeah. sit on that. Yeah, you know, I, I that's so interesting. You guys all seem to be kind of on the same page in that regard, and uh, and it's something that I hear. From in general, from Toe Jam and Earl fans, you know, people that have um, gotten whatever, over whatever the uh, barriers or humps there are to get to where you can really enjoy the game. And yet, the people that haven't gotten over those barriers, um, that's exactly the quality of the game that they don't like most because it's sort of the slow pacing, the fact that you're wandering around a lot in this world and then. You're, uh, you know, most of what you're doing is getting chased by things. Um, those, the, the people who don't get the game and don't like it are the ones who are most vocal about saying, you know, boring. What is, what is this? Um, but, uh, thankfully, uh, that's not who I'm building this game for right, right. now. Right. People usually are the most vocal are the those, biggest asses. <laughs> yeah. So. I can go play some um, action uh, shooter game or uh, platformer if they want. Um, well, maybe it lends... I, I, uh, oh, sorry, what? I'm, well, maybe today's gaming environment kind of lends itself to that open world exploration because, you know, games like Grand Theft Auto or now even the new Zelda that's coming out, th- these are like sprawling open worlds where there's a lot of discovery, you know, like Dark Souls and, and games such as that. So maybe maybe the time is right for Toe, Dam and Earl to, to, you know, continue what it did in the first game because in the, in the first game, like I said, it was very defensive in nature when everybody was trying to be edgy and, you know, coming up with games where you just attack, attack, attack. And there was a lot of discovery in Toe Jam and, and Earl 1. So I think with, you know, uh, video gaming is so much bigger than it was back then. It's so much more socially accepted to to be a gamer. And, um, you know, there, there's so many, so, such a bigger audience in general for video games. I, I personally think that that might actually draw in people to is that whole feeling of discovery. Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think you're probably right. I think I'd agree with that. Uh, observation and um, but I think too that 
um, there's room to sort of push the needle farther in, in the two extremes. You know, like, um, it's, I think the, what I don't want to do is have it be an action-y game all the time and have you be feeling like it's your job to go hunting the earthlings and be um, aggressive and, um, you know, and I, and I took a note from Rogue when I was building Game 3 or designing it. Um, I shouldn't say building, we all built it. But, <laughs> and, um, you know, how you have a sword in that game and you become more powerful and you attack uh, the, the enemies in order to get treasure and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we experimented with that with the Funk Flu in Game 3. I'm thinking in this one, though, we won't give you a, um, an attack that you can do all the time, so your, your sort of natural um, posture will be defensive. Mm-hmm. But I do want to um, experiment with a wider variety of presence, especially things that you can do cooperatively that will give you stronger offensive abilities uh, at certain times, just so that when you're feeling overwhelmed, uh, it's more fun to be able to come to your friend's aid with something really powerful, you know, right, and yeah. just like, boom, you know, all of the earthlings go, go flying away in all directions, and you get that feeling of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like high five, and I, I sure help you out here, so... Uh, you know, I want to I want to come up with a bunch of things like that, and I've got a number of things on my list right now. But um, you know, but then I wanted to also sort of fall back into that old, uh, just kind of more relaxed pace mm-hmm. of, of wandering around and having time to think and time to talk and uh, and just sort of enjoy the ride. In the in the prototype of the gameplay, one of the things I notice is when you go. Uh, you, you know, the levels have always been stacked, you know, and Toe Jam and Earl 1, you, you keep going up. But one of the things I noticed in the prototype is you can actually see the level below you. So you can see the stack levels. So I was wondering if, if uh, there was any ideas that you might try to incorporate maybe some uh, like quest or missions or rewards or puzzles where dropping down isn't so much of a penalty. It, it might be part of the puzzle. Like maybe there's an island that's only accessible from dropping off an island like three floor, floors up. Have you given any thought to that, or is there any plans for that? Yeah, um, definitely. We've been thinking along those lines, too. Uh, synchronicity <laughs> there. Um, uh, yeah, there seems like a lot of potential for that sort of thing, uh, a lot of strategic stuff. You know, even something as simple as being able to uh, walk to a different part of the level and then drop down and land on a platform uh, that you weren't sure how to get to when we're down there. You know, you'll be able to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. now. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, uh, you know, we don't have exactly quests per se in Pokemon and Earl, but I have been thinking that we would take that whole mechanic that we had in Game 2 where you could, you know, have these chains of... Um, events where you push a button and then another button appears and you put a coin in the coin here and then something else appears. And we're going to also have these um, special uh, hidden special presents that are uh, like winged flying presents that, uh, that that unlock. Once you've caught one, they stay unlocked for all future games. So it's mm-hmm. sort of one of those meta game elements that we're going to have. And so one of, so those will kind of represent a quest sort of within the game sort of subquests that um, are in addition to the rocket ship pieces. Mm-hmm. And now we, we've been talking about things like, you know, pressing a button and then another button appears and then you put, put, put that or put a coin in a coin meter and then a rope ladder appears down to the level below you and then you go down there and then you find, you know, you continue on to find the, um, the present, the winged present or whatever. Um, oh, and here's something I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> anyway. All right. Nothing yeah, important. Yeah. Exclusive. All right. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. I know. I keep thinking of these things on my list. Because um, um, there's just so much uh, so much we want to do. So many things I want to get into this game. And I don't really know what we're going to have time for. And we haven't done technical assessments yet. So I don't know how, how we're going to prioritize it. But one of, the, one of these many things on the list is that... Um, you know, there's, I talked a little bit about the fact that there's a time travel theme in this new one, and if you heard about that, but you know how you go up in the different levels um, after we've 
sort of exhausted all of the old content of the old Earthlings and, um, you know, for some number of levels, the idea is that you're going to start going back in time. And um, one of the things that I thought would, would be fun is to have, people have been asking a bit about the Funkopotamus and Lamont and if he's going to make an appearance in this game. Mm-hmm. And um, we've talk, talked a little bit here about some fun ideas for how um, maybe Lamont had um, visited Earth in the past, you know, as the Funkopotamus, his role in um, the universe is to spread the funk. And <laughs> so he goes around to all these different planets sort of feeding funk and for some reason, Earth has been a real problem and hasn't... Um, <laughs> it's because of the parliament. You know, has been resistant <laughs> to the fun. <laughs> um, and so there may be things as you go up in the levels that are um, sort of uh, little bits and pieces of that story or things that Lamont has left behind or maybe he'll make appearances. And um, uh, I, 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 one, I don't really want to give away more than that just no, now. That's, that's great. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. All right, today's mid-show music break is Toe Jam and Earl themselves singing back in the groove. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about this song before we play it? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, let's see, the song is kind of what we're going to be using as the new theme song for this Back in the Groove theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of tells the story of Toe Jam and Earl, and it talks a little bit in the lyrics about uh, what the role of funk is and to, to them and the, the lyrics say all these earthlings are crazy and all they need is a little bit of funk. Um, so, uh, and, and of course it's very much in the style of the old Hill music. It's all heavy on the bass and rhythm. Um, so I hope everybody likes it. We had a blast making the, the song and the music video and, um, I didn't know who I was going to get to sing the song. Um, aside from Greg Brown, who you see in the music video, he's Earl. And he did the voice of Big Earl in Game 3. So, um, and he, um, I'm not sure what he's doing these days professionally, but he used to be a rapper, what's called a hype man. Guys mm-hmm. would come out and get the, the crowd all excited, you know, before the other rapper came out. And, um, but I wanted to find somebody who... Uh, wasn't just a rapper, but who could do like old school R and B soul funk style singing. And so I went online and I just ran across some music videos of this guy named uh, Tones the Prince or Tones P. Um, turns out he was down in L.A. I loved his stuff. He um, he's got a very soulful sound and kind of a high voice, uh, higher register voice, and he's sort of a a young, thin guy, <laughs> and I saw videos of it. Oh, you could be Toe Jam. He even dyes his hair red. And, um, and, um, so I contacted him, and it turned out that he was a big Toe Jam and Earl fan. He's like, what? No way. <laughs> I used to play that game all the time when I was a kid. And I was like, no way. That's awesome. So, uh, so it just worked out so good. Uh, flew him up here to the Bay Area. We found some awesome graffiti that was uh, out at this um, park called Point Richmond in this abandoned building, and um, it was just a great time. Really, really fun to make that music video. Awesome. Well, uh, so enjoy Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Come on. Yeah. You ready, big girl? Yeah, I'm ready, Toe Jam. Alright, let's do this. Come on. My name is Toe Jam. And I'm Big Earl. Mm-hmm. We come from outer space. Whoa, oh, oh. We crashed down on this planet. It was an accident. This is a crazy place. Hey, hey. Tell them, Toe Jam. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Get funky. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Funky down and funk. These crazy earthlings stressing out. This crazy world is upside down. 
My name is Toe Jam And I'm Big Earl mm-hmm. We got a message to give to you Well, well We coming at you from Funkatron Funkatron And you, you need to chill it out Let me talk to him Tell him Look, T-O to the E, jamming on the beat And now with Big Earl, make him stand to their feet uh. uh, crash landed on this strange planet Trying to find the pieces, but this place is gigantic Running from the bees and dodging all the moles Somebody tried to run me over with a lawnmower <laughs> Maybe all it needs a little funk Maybe that's all they need These crazy earthlings stressing out This crazy world is upside down You know that little funky sound is all we need here Uh, uh, yeah, you gotta feel the funk from Funkatron Come on, shake your thing and get it on You can't hate when you're feeling the funk, yo Just let it go in the funky flow Yeah. Speaking of the sound and the audio, just kind of curious, like how did you develop as an audio engineer? I'm curious, how did you develop the uh, the voiceovers or sound effects or even like the music for the uh, for the video game? Oh, and we're talking about Toe Jam and One, right? Right. Yeah, so that was that was really the dark ages. That was um, back in 1990, and um, there really wasn't much of a technology in place back in those days. I remember recording stuff into my little uh, Walkman cassette player and um, uh, handing that, in regards to the music, handing that to the audio guys at the time, John Baker and Mark Miller. And um, that's where a lot of the music came from, um, was just me singing uh, bass lines and uh, rhythm lines and that sort of thing. And then, of course, John and Mark came up with a bunch of the music on their own as well. Um, and um, the sound effects were just me sitting, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but me sitting at this very lo-fi microphone, some cheesy mic I had on my, uh, on my computer at um, 1 or 2 in the morning. I remember it was very late, and I stayed there uh, long after everybody had cleared out of the office so that I could not worry too much about embarrassing myself as I, you know, and, la la and, 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 I just did it all and had fun doing it, you know, just, um, you know, money, <laughs> money and all that stuff. So did that, and, um, did that continue throughout that method or like in even the new game, are you doing a different style? Obviously, are you going to have a more higher fidelity recording or are you just going to kind of keep what you've always been doing? Yeah, you know, it's, when, it's really hard now, even with the the theory of thing, and I kind of do believe that there's something... Um, more personal and charming about lo-fi. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's still really hard to do it on purpose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with now with Burke uh, Trishman, who's been doing my audio for the last, I don't know, 20 years on all these games, and he's, he's awesome. And uh, it's kind of funny to stand there next to him and say, can you make it sound worse? Dial it down, it sounds too good. 
so um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that. But I but I still do like the approach of doing stuff vocally whenever possible. You know, instead of um, there's now nowadays there's these massive audio libraries. I'm sure you guys have worked with those a lot in your business. Oh yeah, right? you can get audio for anything pretty much at the at the push of a button and um, you know. It's kind of more charming if you um, have have an earthling pop instead of finding a pop sound to do it vocally, you know, or whatever the audio is, if you can do it with your voice, I think it brings a certain... Oh, you know what's cool? I bet you might be interested in this if you don't know this already. I saw this um, this documentary the other day about um, Miyazaki's um, movie... Or is it uh, the, one of the, the new movie that he did, and how they did the foley for it, and how all of the audio was done vocally, even oh, like really? the airplane sound and everything. <laughs> and I was like, no way! And they showed how this guy did it um, vocally, and, and it was because they wanted it all to have that sort of human quality and connect it people, even with people, even at a subliminal level. Yeah. So I think there's something to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can because you can tell when it's, when it's a, a. Usually, you can tell if it's a vocal sound effect or something. And yeah, it's just like it. It just it fits the feel of what you do with your games. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely just kind of like I don't want to say like low budget, but you've admitted it's low budget. So I guess I'll say it's low budget. <laughs> Not even low budget, but laid back. Yeah, just that laid back feel. I mean, I'm sure you know the uh, stoner demographic is a huge <laughs> fan, and that's just that vibe of just like yeah, it's all good, man. You know. <laughs> Yeah, right. If you want to make somebody uh, smile and just feel good, there's something about that connection that I think is important. If if you want to um, terrify people, you know, then <laughs> maybe running your fingers across a chalkboard is better than doing it vocally or some, you know, whatever audio you want. But this for this kind of a reaction of just feeling good, I think that's, I think that's the best, in my, in my opinion. Um, my question to you is, uh, where did you come up with the name Toe Jam and Earl? Oh, oh, how did I come up with the name Toe Jam and Earl? Correct. Yeah, well, okay, let's see. How did I come up with those names? They, um, gosh, <laughs> it beats me, really. Um, they, they just sort of popped out when I was thinking about it. Um, I remember I was kind of half asleep anyway when I came up with those characters, um, you know, I just woke up from some dream and I remember jotting stuff down when I was half awake and their names just were part of that, that whole thing. I remember I wrote down Kojam and Raw at the time and I think, you know, you can kind of, often what happens in the creative process is you just make connections in your subconscious and it just comes out and then later you kind of are more analytical about it. And I remember thinking later, oh, well... Toe Jam sounds kind of musical, and he's got three feet. Maybe that's where the toe came from. <laughs> and uh, Earl sounds like a big name. He's Big Earl, and I mean, I wanted him to be a big guy. And um, and and I I must have some association with coolness and Earl. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so so, but I don't know. I really none of the stuff that I ever think too hard about. It's just kind of. Um, if it feels right, then I just toss it in. And that's kind of the whole MO for Jam and Earl. Right, and I, I think that resonates with a lot of people who are fans of the game because Dave and I, you know, we often talk about like doing these podcasts and stuff. We we always do it to entertain each other. And then I think people hear that and they kind of latch on like, hey, mm-hmm. these guys don't take themselves too serious because that, that's our main goal is always we try to make each other laugh and we put it out there and hopefully people latch on. And laugh and, along with us. Yeah, and laugh along. And I, I think uh, everything you described about like the sound design and that whole process, I, I think that's where a lot of the charm and why people hold it so so dear to their heart is because it really comes through that one, it's something you're you're passionate about. And you're you're just having fun, not not taking yourself too seriously. Like all the sound, uh, all the sound effects in that game are just so lighthearted and, mm-hmm. and so fun. It gives us such a great character. Like everything from the the elevator noise to the ding and the rose bushes that come out and the you know the um you know the hula girls and such. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
Yeah, yeah I, I like that observation, guys, and that, it's kind of nice that it resonates with you and how you work, too. I think that's so true. Isn't it that if you just, if you just have fun and you just um, don't, don't worry too much about what other people are going to think and definitely don't worry about whether it's going to sell or not. Right. You just get in there and um, enjoy yourself, then um, hopefully that communicates and other people will sort of pick it up and enjoy it. It's just like when you're with people in a room and you smile and start having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of contagious. It's right. the same principle, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and I like the fact that you say it just kind of came to you because it's like, yeah, toe jam and earl, like it out of context it's like what the heck is that but it has a nice ring to it it rolls off the tongue so you're just like oh it sounds good you know let's go with that we do that all the time with our stuff like what does that mean i don't know but we, it sounds cool <laughs> but yeah that's right when you want to relax you don't think too hard it's a little antithetical and that is kind of the vibe of the game and what i sort of hope for people is just that, that they can use it to de-stressify, you know, and let go of all that stuff that they deal with on a daily basis and just have a few minutes to just sort of, to just let it flow, you know, relax and don't don't think so hard. And and that's kind of why it's like that, I think, you know, that's where it comes from. That's that's what people latch on to for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the sound effects are one of those things that for some reason kind of stick with people over the years. Like 20 or 25 years later, people still seem to remember certain sounds. Sometimes like that Dennis laugh is maybe frightening, right? <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of curious to know what sounds sort of... Are there any of them that stick with you even still or that have a special, um, you know, <laughs> memory for you? Well, I, I actually... Uh have a have a couple. One is uh, the the boogeyman doing the boogie 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 boogie, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I've always loved the carrot man being like, hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> and of course uh, the hallelujah. Absolutely love the hallelujah. That's like one of the greatest moments in the game is when you level up. Right. right. Oh, can I tell you a story about that? Do you know the story about the hallelujah? That's kind of a fun one. No, no, I'd like uh, to hear it. Okay, yeah, I mentioned this once or twice, you know, but it's been a while. Um, I think I talked about this recently. The, the Hallelujah actually used to make more sense because, you know, it's the Mormon tabernacle fire, and that character used to be what we call the archbishop. He had one of those tall bishop hats and a mitre, and, um, and so that was kind of part of the joke, you know, Hallelujah, but then... <laughs> Then um, Sega got kind of nervous. I imagine it was either their marketing or legal department, and they asked us to change it. Um, they're always very skittish about anything that gets close to any religious references. So we, uh, you know, of course, we complied, and we did, but we grumbled a little bit. And our producer, Scott Burfield, um, was real advocate, advocate for us. <laughs> How do I say that? Advocate for us. <laughs> And he, um, yeah, you know, he did, he surprised us after we had made the change. He gave me and Mark Vorthang, my co-general partner, a, a t-shirt that had the archbishop on it with a big stamp across the front that said censored. And it was basically <laughs> a vote of solidarity from Scott to say, <laughs> you know, he was on our side. So uh, we just thought that was so awesome. Yeah, that's So awesome. cool. That's great. Yeah. Matt, what's your uh, favorite sound effect from the games? I'd have to say my favorite is the la la la. <laughs> I throw that out every now and again in the office, and uh, I always can tell when the people that have played Toe Jam and Earl, they give me the look. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> I agree with Matt. Yeah, the la 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 has always stood out. Yeah. Jeff? Uh, for me, yeah. and we still do this to my nephew and stuff, is the haunted mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't that one of the scariest sounds after you've been got by the mailbox? Well, especially if you've never played it before. I remember when we first played it, and that kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Speaking of sounds, the two worst sounds in in Toe, Dam, and Earl is whenever they come off screen, it's the mailbox, and it's the dentist. 
Yeah. Like when you hear the cackle of the dentist, and but you don't see it on screen yet for whatever reason, and you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you always yeah, hope you're not true. on one of them little wiggly landforms because them assholes will always knock you off the damn level. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, that's funny. Right. I know when you're terrorized like this, I can't, <laughs> I, even a video game, those things sort of still with you. And now it's fun to share those moments you know, as adults with other, other people that experience it too. Well, absolutely. Um, uh, for our listeners or anybody out there listening to this, uh, it, it's up to us to make sure that this game gets made. Please make sure that you hit up Kickstarter and donate to the cause. Uh, today, as we record this, we're at about like $230,000. So we got a little bit to go in 20 days. So uh, you people on NeoGAF, make sure you're pushing this. Um, let's really get the word out. Greg, thank you so much for hanging out with us on nothing important. Uh, I'm going to let you go and continue on your day. Uh, but I hope that once the game does release, cause I, I got a feeling it's going to, it's going to be funded. It has to be funded. So I, I hope that when we, when it gets completed and ready for the release, I hope you come back and hang out with us again. And, uh, is there anything that you want to say to anybody listening right now before, uh, we hang up the phone? Um, thanks, Brian, and, and uh, yeah, so, well, well, first I would just want to say thanks to you guys. Uh, it's a lot of fun talking to you. It's pretty clear that you have some real genuine enthusiasm about, uh, you know, Toe Jam and Earl and your memories from the past, and that's, uh, that's always really nice. It makes me feel very uh, connected to you guys. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you. So okay. thank you. <laughs> and thanks for the plug, too, and the help with Kickstarter. Yeah, so as far as that goes, um, I want to say, uh, well, first, thanks to everybody who has supported us already. Um, much appreciated. And um, we're going to be making a bunch of announcements uh, on Monday. Um, so um, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but uh, if you have been to the Kickstarter uh, page already, CoJamerl page, um, please come back because there's going to be a bunch of new stuff there uh, to see, and hopefully that will be interesting and enticing people great and, and to clarify this monday march 9th is the date you're yes, going to put thank it you up. Yep. thank you yeah yeah our campaign ends on march 25th so uh yeah we're getting and we still got um uh, almost halfway to go so we can sure use the help so if you play Sergio mineral and have good um feelings about it um any, any little bit help, we, we sure appreciate it. All right, guys. So you heard the man himself. It's up to us to make this happen. So let's make sure that we do. Greg, thank you so much. And, and I hope to talk to you again in the future, bud. Thank you. Same here. Well. <laughs> thank you. It's been a pleasure. Maybe that's all they need. These crazy earthlings stressing out this crazy world is upside down you know all right guys so uh how cool was that greg from uh you know co-creator of toe dam and earl how awesome was that that's fascinating and he seems like yeah he seems like a cool guy absolutely very very cool dude it it, like um i I think i told the story and i'll just go ahead and tell it for sake of this podcast when when i saw ign that day it, it was just a little a little link that says uh new toe jam and earl game coming and so i clicked on it and it was pretty much just like one paragraph that just says hey you know what like news leaked out uh greg johnson co-creator of toe jam and earl is uh making a new toe jam and earl game because at the time there was nothing about the kickstarter or anything and i'm like oh shit like i'm gonna try to get him on the podcast right (laughs) so like totally being obnoxious trying to get him on uh, the toe jam and earl fan page on facebook and then like an hour went by and i'm like no Fuck that. He has a studio. I'm just going to call the goddamn studio and ask for Greg. <laughs> and he, and he couldn't have been nicer. I called and, uh, it's funny cause he didn't answer with the name of his studio. He's just like, hello. And I'm like, uh, yeah, is this human nature studios? And he's like, it is. And I'm like, is Greg there? <laughs> he's like, yeah, is he? And I'm like, Greg, Greg Johnson. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, the Toe Jam and Earl guy? He's like, yeah. I'm like, ah, Greg! <laughs> I found you. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry to geek out because, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it a few times. Like, I could give a shit less about celebrity. Like, Brad Pitt could come in and sit right here, and I'd be like, oh, big whoop, Brad Pitt. You're a better actor than I am. Like, who gives a shit about Brad Pitt? That's just my <laughs> thing about it. But, like, with him, it's probably the first time in my life that I was actually, like, actually geeked 
<laughs> to talk to somebody, you know, because like I'm a huge nerd and, and this is one of my all time uh, favorite video games. So I'm, I'm just incredibly excited that he was on and we had a couple. I think one of the cool things about the whole talking to him and kind of getting to know him through that conversation mm-hmm. is realizing just how laid back the whole process for that game was right. you know, and and how, how chill the whole thing was. And it really translates to the game. Right. Right. Because, yeah, that's all it is, is a hangout game. You know, you, you sit <laughs> yeah. with a buddy, you may have a beer or two or whatever, but you get to sit and converse while you're just doing the mindless things. But it, it's not necessarily mindless. It's, How do you feel about that, Dave? What would you be doing when you're playing Toe, Damon, Earl? I don't talk about that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably passing a joint. <laughs> well, what about masturbating? What about you, Matt? Furiously masturbating. What what about you, Matt? Like we when we when we lived together in a fraternity house, we would play that game all the time. Thinking it'd be really cool if he did the time machine back to the original game, like mm-hmm. a level of the original game. That'd be <laughs> yeah. really cool if we could pull that off, but uh but just talk to him. He was he was great, man. I mean, didn't I, I didn't expect him to sound like that. Honestly, right. I was expecting you know with all these voices he said he did. You know, and I don't know, but a really cool guy, man. I I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. So uh, he kind of gave us a little bit. Uh, well, the time travel thing, right? That was that was an exclusive. That, exclusive, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's great. Um, I I would have never. Because, like, really, I mean, like, who the fuck are we? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're the Nothing Important Podcast, and, and honestly, that probably means nothing to precisely just about everybody on Earth, <laughs> right? But it, it's cool that he, he took time to do that, and not only that, he he gave us, like, a bit of info that he hasn't told anybody. Mm-hmm. And so i just like to say, take that, IGN. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the fact that, like, we were kind of worried about taking up his time, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the technical snafu that we didn't mention till now. Yeah, like, the, like we actually had him come back on to do like another second half of the interview. Right. Yeah. You know. I, but that that just shows. Uh, well, l- let me start with this. Uh, for anybody listening, uh, what happened was is we we finished the interview with Greg. We actually recur- record at Third City Sound uh, Music Studio in Joliet, Illinois. So it's like a professional music studio and such. So we're recording right now in what's called the live room, where people come in and play the instruments, and then you go beyond the wall and it's the uh, the engineering booth. The control room. The control room. Thanks, Dave. And <laughs> and uh, we Dave was the first one in there, and his face just turned bright white <laughs> because the, the computer had crashed. We had the blue yeah. screen of and death. Nobody was sitting in front of the computer. We just kind of let it roll while we did the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were, we were, there was like a legit concern there that we, we might not have got it. So I think this says a lot for Greg because I thanked him by text message after we hung up the first time. And he said, you know, basically, dude, we, you know, I had a ton of fun. Thank, thanks for having me. And uh, my response to him was, well, I hope it turns out because <laughs> because our computer crashed. And at the time, we didn't know how much of the podcast we had captured. Right. And it turns out uh, we actually got most of the podcast. So without even being prompted, he just came back with, well, hey, you guys want to capture that again? Like, I'm, I'm here. Give me. Give me a call, and I'll, I'll be more than happy to talk back with you. With just absolutely stellar, like that's just a that's just a cool like yeah. you know bro hug. <laughs> but so. he he kind of the way he was acting and stuff personifies the the Toe Jam and Earl vibe. characters, yeah. right? And the vibe that just goes into the game, yeah, right. Like that game is this that's him, mm-hmm. right? That's awesome, absolutely, just a cool dude. So uh, before we sign off, uh, final thoughts, starting with Matt. Uh, final thoughts, man. I, I honestly, what I got most out of it, I, I thought the coolest thing was when he uh, talked about how he did all the voicing over at two a.m. in the morning. I just thought that was the neatest thing. You know, I never would have guessed that was all him, right? Doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. so. Especially like the Aloha. He mentioned yeah. that he even did the Hula Girls. The Aloha. <laughs> like, that's so great. Which my favorite thing, in addition to that, and like the explanation of the low by quality to the sound effects is mm-hmm. that he would write the music by singing it into his Walkman and then give it to the music guy <laughs> to create the track. Very 90s. Of very him. John Tesh. Very, oh, yeah. But, I mean, it but is no it, it is no NBC Sports theme, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's still, I still remember that John Tesh thing where he talks about how he created it. Do you guys ever hear that story? No. He said he was on an airplane and the melody hit him, so he called his voicemail. 
this is back in like the 90s or 80s or whatever. So uh-huh. he just called and he left it. Now it's what his answering machine. He sang it into his answering machine. So when he got home from so, his trip, <clears throat> so he, he was, was on a trip <laughs> and just was like, "Hey, this sounds good," and yeah. goes, his machine and just sang that into his answering machine. I'd been funny to be the person next to him, like, "What are you doing?" I'm John Tesh, dude. Awesome, Jeff. What did you think, buddy? No, I, I thought he was great, and I, I really hope the best for him and the game and any of the fans that really want to or have already donated to him. And, you know, I plan on donating and helping him really get this off because I it's a fun thing. I mean, it's just a fun game, and it's a lot different than the types of things that are ultra super popular right now, but that's all shoot-in-the-head type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a different concept. If it, It's a different just vibe and I really, I really hope it's successful for him. Right. I'm very curious to see how well it'll translate to the next generation, too. Yeah. Well, I personally, as as a lifelong nerd, I think the world needs another true Toe Jam and Earl game. So, uh, Matt, Jeff, thank you very much for sitting in with Dave and I. Again, thanks to uh, Greg Johnson uh, for speaking with us today. Please make sure that you go to the Toe Jam and Earl Kickstarter. I'll have links to that posted on nothingimportantpodcast.com and also at sawgoodman.com let's make this happen folks uh thanks to third city sound for letting us record in your studio make sure to hit us up on facebook twitter all that good stuff leave the great itunes review and dave you can stop recording now